I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Guys, we are back with a QUE. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Ciao. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Buonanotte. Mm-hmm. Buonasera. Buonasera. Whenever you're listening, I'm back from my travels. We're back in the stew. Back in LA. And God, it sucks ass here. I know. But that's neither here nor there. We have much bigger fish to fry. And that is, we have to pray for our brothers and sisters and non-binary family members stuck on the playa. Guys, prayers to the playa. The playa is flooded. The wa- <sighs> the, the waters have risen. It's bad. It's a humanitarian crisis. <laughs> According to some. According to some. Uh, Carrie texted me on Saturday night, I think about this, Saturday afternoon, and told me it was declared a national disaster, which it was never declared a national disaster. That's what Dr. Deb said. <laughs> and then alerted me to Dr. Deb, who is a absolute must follow. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, Dr. Deb is Bronwyn's from, she was a short-lived, but somehow like remains famous and like relevant i think did you meet bronwyn yeah the crappies yeah um she's really drunk but she's well, sober she's sober now and she's a lesbian queen and she's married to a woman now fucking queen shit lives in nashville hello where are the real housewives of nashville that's different story a good question so dr deb is her mom who like has rainbow dreadlocks and is a le- legit doctor what? oh that Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, the light was just... Oh, my God. You scared the I'm sorry. I was like, what is that glowing, blinking light? Just just the sun. We're always in a place of glowing, blinking alien light. It's a shadow. I literally thought there was like a huge cucaracha. cucaracha. I literally... You scared the fuck. Sorry, doll. It's the light of the sun. You. It's literally sunlight came into the apartment. It's it's sunlight rippling in the... Well, I, no, I just was like, what is that? I thought, anyway. Yeah, they've, cut, they've arrived. They've arrived, finally. <laughs> um, Dr. Deb is Bronwyn's mom, who I think had her really young and is an actual doctor, but, like, is... What kind of doctor is she? Good she's like a, I think she was a pediatric doctor. Her husband's a big neurosurgeon, so they live in a mansion in Palm Springs. Her hot, young husband. He's a brain surgeon? Yes. I looked it up. Wow. I saw a video. I watched a video he did. Wow. Um, they're rich as fuck. I love anyway, that. Anyway, they married when he was 19. Hell yeah. Groomer anyway. vibes. Okay, so to Burning Man they go. So she's a. they've been going as a family to Burning Man for 20 years. They have two kids who are younger than Bronwyn, but they're her half-siblings. And I guess they've gone every single year for 20 years. And so they live life in Burning Man. Like, mm-hmm. they're on the playa 24-7 in their minds. So I always, the last few years, I've been always returning to dr deb's page around the time of burning man because she just has like crisp content and so she was of course updating us she's the one that dispelled the rumor that there was a national declaration of a national emergency um she was maintaining that things were really good that the community was coming together um they got out 
Yeah. They like broke through the gate and got out because they're rich. When I tuned um, in to her Instagram content, she was watching people on the playa and filming them through the windows of her RV, just softly whispering, oh God, to herself at everything yeah. she's hung going. She's a narrator. She's a total whispering narrator, which I love that kind of energy. Like the first day they got there, she went, she films the sun coming up and she goes, first day, first sunrise. And like, just, it was very, it's like kind of soothing. Um, but she's also like deeply dark and like toxic, I think. Well, um, people who make Burning Man their entire lives are mentally ill and need to be committed to the insane asylum. <laughs> For a little bit. Fair. Just for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, go to the meadows. Yeah. Um, but so she, they escaped. But, uh, you know, just been in a wormhole of Burning Man content. So people are still stuck there. Yeah, so it rained on the playa. And I guess the playa is made of some kind of like cracking dust that becomes just like thick concrete sludge mud. Yeah. Like the kind of mud that you would build like an adobe house out of or something. Yeah. And so then all the burners are stuck. What? I'm just laughing. <laughs> it is. Like, yeah. you would make bricks out of it. Um, so all the burners are, like, stuck. They're, like, if you don't have a four-wheel drive, like, all-terrain vehicle, you sh- cannot and should not be trying to get out of here. Like, we basically have to wait it out. They, they were told by, like, the organizers to shelter in place share all their food and stuff with each other and like wait until the sun comes out and dries up the mud so that they can like leave because if you try and drive your car just gets stuck in the mud i mean they showed a video of one car that tried to a jeep that tried to leave it was missing tires like in the earth it and i'm not even exaggerating is my worst nightmare nightmare. i can't imagine a worse fate than a being at burning man kind of period (laughs) but going to burning man and then being stuck on the playa in like a mud storm and being like we can't get out of here even if we wanted to not being able to leave a music festival is actually hell that's the thing that i also don't understand is like where you go drive out to the playa Black Rock City. And you set up your with your camp or whatever. You get your RV out there. You go with a camp that like makes food. Excuse you. And then you have to fend for yourself. You like go you put on a really outfit that they sell on Melrose. <laughs> like you go to one of those weird stores on Melrose that's clearly like a money laundering scheme. You buy like the most hideous outfits that you possibly can. Because you know that you get to go to one place, the middle of the desert, and wear it for like multiple nights while you do so many drugs. You don't get to go shower at the end of the night. It's not like you get to wash it off and lay in like a plush bed. You like go either camp in a tent or in an RV. You basically dress like an extra in Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium (laughs) for six days, LARPing as ancient peoples bartering. You dress like Tom Sandoval. You dress like Tom Sandoval. Truly. You do. You go there and you pick a Sandoval era. You and wear that's a what vest you dress like. With no shirt. And then you go and a top hat. You venture out on the playa and like you go maybe to some orgy tents or ride a bike or take photos like in a windstorm. Yeah, that's also what I'm thinking about, like dirty sex. Like that's all fun, but like I want to I would want to wash my Privates. I wouldn't want to let someone enter you, enter in, me with in... their dusty dick. 
And I also wouldn't feel comfortable like pulling aside my panties after a long sweaty day. For real, I saw a picture of a girl, and so of course, like the people, there's like seventy thousand people stuck there. Some people have gotten out, like we said, Chris Rock and Diplo, like they took a walk. They They just walked, which is what I would do in that situation. Well, yeah, if you're that rich and powerful, you can be like, I'll leave everything. I'm just gonna go. It's interesting. I haven't heard like a lot from like a lot of celebrities that were there. I'm assuming either their people are like keep quiet, like anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of public opinion so it's better to just like take no photos and say nothing or they immediately knew when inclement weather was coming and they like fired up the choppers and got the fuck out of there yeah i was watching some tiktok about like all there's a there's an airport nearby like for burning man where all the billionaires land their planes and they're all just like by the way it's hilarious that these people are like all about like you know intentional living and everything it's like you're polluting you're paying to live like a homeless person for a week it's larping as unhoused for a week like you That's could i could go i could go burn on the corner of stanley and melrose where they're congregating in a tent city across the street from starbucks that seems like a, a more fun burn than going to black, going rock, to city. black rock city no, but I could go pitch a tent over there. I'm sure we could find something to burn. We could have community. I could share things with them. They could mm-hmm. share things with me. I probably wouldn't make them share anything with me. I'd probably just be a like a camp, the Director. camp sharer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, we'd name our camp. We'd have like a really fun time. And then I could literally just walk home and have burned. But their claim, I heard some, I mean, there's all these wild, there was a rumor that someone True Anon Pod, that really funny podcast, mm-hmm. they started, they did a completely joke tweet where they were like, seems like the FEMA's come in because an Ebola outbreak has actually happened. Like, this is the reason for the the uh, festival being quarantined. And, and people <laughs> thought that was real. So there's all these like wild rumors. I guess they're not, like, the gate is closed or something? They're not letting anyone in. They're only letting people out. I very much have, Who like, want to come at, in? My entire like weekend from saturday until this very moment has been lurking on burning man reddit and like reading as much as i can about the playa and like figuring out what the deal is who's burning who's getting out how exodus is going as they call it it's clockwork orange up in there it is it's literally or what is a moop uh i think it has to do with garbage okay or you're like let's google it cuz i actually have that question too so Anyway, people are people are trapped. There's still like tens and thousands of people that are trapped. So I, they're saying either tomorrow or thir- as late as Thursday, people won't be able to get out. Well, because if the if the playa doesn't dry, then they can't. <laughs> the playa doesn't dry. That was a Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, that was so. Um, if it doesn't dry, then no one in like a regular ass vehicle can drive out. So right now. The, oh, MOOP is an acronym for matter out of place, so trash. So you're, it's the whole concept is like leave no trace, which is also like a big camping concept that you pack up all your garbage, yeah. you pack in and pack out, and you like leave no garbage behind. Also known as throw away your shit. <laughs> yeah, but people love to litter. It's just a crazy thing. No, they I know, but like, it. Le- it just, I love like leave no trace. It's like, okay. Yeah, MOOP. <laughs> um, so. It's been advised that the only people who should try to leave are people in four-wheel drive vehicles. And in order to do that, like, I was reading a lot of people's exodus stories on Reddit. (laughs) 
I also like just love the terms that all the burners exodus. have. They're like, Exodus will be on Monday. Like it's like a thing. Yeah. So they were like, this is the way I got out is they would drive, they walk, someone walks ahead of the car to make sure that the land is like kind of stable. A scout. A scout. You scout out like mm. 10 to 20 feet, make sure it's not like muddy, then you mm. drive, then you scout out more, then you drive, mm. then you scout out more. But the big thing was there is a huge river, like lake-like puddle that you had to drive through in order to get to the road to then move on with your life. So what they were saying is like, you have to get up to about 30 miles per hour and just gun it through as fast as you can through this lake so you don't get stuck. So Hydro plan. If you slow down at all or pause for one second, you will go sludge mode. So, like, people were giving these exodus tips. And some people are getting out. Some people are stuck. Oh, my God. That sucks. Not to, like, I'm, I know it's not everyone's able to, but, like, if you're going to go to Burning, if you have the money to go to Burning Man, like you should at least rent a four wheel car if you don't have one. Like no one should be going out into the middle of a barren lake bed in nothing in nothing but a four wheeled car. Here's right? a picture. Yeah. I mean, what here. Are you, you going to go on a station wagon? Well, I think a lot of RVs don't have four wheel no. drive. They're like more of like a two wheel driver, like U hauls or what people right, like, right. call their like art projects out in. I'm also like, can you just make like a little museum? Like to put your projects in. Yeah, what? You were um, welding all year to like. I mean, I was looking at some people. I was, I was on one guy's. People have been out there since July. Yeah, setting people up. go out early to like set up their camps. So they've been they've been burning since Fourth of July. Couldn't be me. Like that's two months of your life in La Playa. Oh, I mean, I've met people who I was like, what do you do for a living? And they go, I'm a fire dancer, a burning man. Like, that's like a, a person's job. Damn. I was like, so you're, uh, you come from a wealthy family. Yeah. Yeah. So this okay. is so people on Reddit, like a lot of people are posting like, it's not that bad here. We're actually having the, it's one of the best years yeah, ever. Right. In fact, okay. yeah. Like they're, you know, they're like, what you burners have to be prepared for everything and like what you're really seeing is like the community come together and like they're just all in the rain and and they still manage to burn something this is the photo of that i was like this is a homeless encampment (laughs) i've seen people do this in downtown la and in detroit that looks like the the video for like thriller or something like wait how many people are even there it's like about 20 people gathered around a flaming garbage can i saw that's called homelessness that's like chicago yeah like a that's like in a in a bad movie from the 90s or like a movie from the 90s no, when the main yeah. character has to go through the bad part no, it's of like town. adventures in babysitting when they like go through yeah wait i need to just say like i saw the videos and they were i saw people being like this is this is actually the best burn i've ever had and Some, I, a lot of people are saying uh-huh that. but then i saw the uh compilation of clips there are people rave Dancing to house music, shuffling in like three inch deep water barefoot in a dirty shed that's half flooded. And, and they're, I'm like, that is, that's trench foot. Yeah. You're going to get, you're going to get electrocuted. You're going to get dang fever. Malaria. Dengue fever. Dengue fever. You're going to get dang fever. You're going to get dengue fever. You're going to get fucking malaria. No, I'm like I'm heart. This is still this is stand. You're you have raving to do a and standing lot water. of drugs to get to a place <laughs> of being stuck on the playa and then 
finding like Starlink at a Playa Cafe, going to Reddit. I mean, like, actually, this is one of the best times of my life. You're on an incredible amount of drugs Wait. and alcohol. You actually There's haven't like, even stopped drinking. Is That's there an internet you, cafe at Black Rock City? There are internet, there are like bar, like local bars that have Starlink access. <laughs> so you I can go get on the Wi-Fi. I've been to cities like this that I'm operate like slab a, city. outside of the law, like the slab. And I was like, I could never engage wait, in this kind of vibe. Wait, I'm crying at the idea of I, I, when I think when I, I've heard about these bars and the playa, and I'm imagining it like in Star Wars, like the guy going. <laughs> that is what they're like. I can't imagine Tatooine. a bar on the playa or the slab that I would walk into and be like, God, I can't wait to sit down and just connect to Wi-Fi and have like a watermelon marg. You literally get... Are there like post office? No, but here's something I read that on Reddit that made me laugh. Thoughts from my tent. Also, you're in a tent. I'm literally like, I would kill everyone that I was with. <laughs> I would flip the fuck out. I would walk and leave everything. But anyways, thoughts from my tent. I am sitting in my tent reflecting on this experience and mentally preparing for what's next. I want to maintain a positive attitude for my group, but this is super intense. The anticipation of teardown in the mud and exodus is no joke. It is not like I can prep anything to make the loadout any easier. I've just got to ride the, out the rain and conserve my energy. It's just hard to relax knowing what the next couple of days looks like. This was yesterday. Although this is not at all the ending I expected, I'm grateful to have witnessed so many people appreciating our installation. I regret waiting to the end to explore, but I made it to the temple this morning and was blown away. Hopefully we can close this out on a better note. Countdown to tear down continues. Then someone responded. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm stuck in my tent, too, with a broken leg. I broke it on Monday. It's OK, though. We will get through this, too, and we will do it with love and kindness for each other. He broke it today? Mon- Monday. Today's Monday. Last Monday? Maybe. I don't know. They've been there for a week. Be, any, Imagine getting to when it was still like... Getting to Burning Man when it's not even really up and running. Breaking your leg, which I read, he like jumped off of like a three feet foot rock, like joking around, and then fucking broke his leg. Cool. Stayed on the plot. Was like, I'm committed to playa life. Then the burn never happened and it just turned into raining man and then now you're stuck in your tent with a broken leg on the playa in mud and you're posting on reddit interesting interesting choices i heard people are charging people to use their starlink oh simon just sent that to me yeah is that shit or mud this is mud this is you climb up a mud hill and then you i guess squat in the open oh i would do shit outside yeah, wouldn't you just dig a little hole? And then, yeah. yeah. I'd go, like, far away from the playa. I'd... I wouldn't use a porto. No. Um, yeah, so I guess... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if any famous people that are still there. I think they're staying really silent. Yeah, I think there probably are. Here's more picture of the fucking more Chicago 90s. <laughs> Bum fire. <laughs> I love the idea of paying to live like this it's interesting when you 
live in a city where people do live like this, it's like, like an, kind right of, around the it's corner. It's kind of insulting. It's v- extremely tone deaf. <laughs> But you're like, this is fun. I'm going to, like, suffer in cold and wet and, like, just, like, live in a tent and live this dusty life. But every post coming out of it now is, like, you don't know how good it is here. Oh, the whole vibe is, like, this is that someone with, like, a Reddit headline that was, like, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09. 10 11 12 like every year that they've gone so they have like street crowd and really yeah. know about burns they're like this is an incredible year where we've all learned so much it's been amazing and it's like really everyone's hearts are cracking open you're eating like cheese it's in the trailer <laughs> you're like watching movies on an ipad and eating like cheerios and, you're and, like, and, and you're and doing you like, like ketamine at night intermittently <laughs> and going out across the way to go watch like people Burn. larp a bumfire and then at the tent next over is like you can go barefoot in a mud rave oh my god i'm literally retching at the athlete's <laughs> foot that's come like talk about dogate <laughs> Everyone's gonna be on. Everyone's gonna be getting pseudonymous. Trench foot. <laughs> Trench foot. Lady Trench foot gives no fuck. <laughs> I'm just like it's it's a it's a the the uh the sort of propaganda coming out of from the playa is incredible. They're really getting together and they're saying like we're not gonna let the trolls win and we're gonna maintain that this was the best burn of all time and I kind of respect that. I love I love all the wellness check-ins. I'm doing fine. I'm I'm sharing, sheltering, learning. This is amazing. On Saturday night, we decided the weather was not going to stop us from having a fantastic burn night. During the day, we told our neighbors that we were going to build a man and asked around for some extra wood and a power saw. People were enthusiastic but had little hope it was going to... This is about their bum fire. This is a story about... Look at the ghoulish Halloween sky. They're excited. (laughs) This is their big win. This is the biggest win. Yeah. And so they tell the story. They said then the fire dancers showed up and the iron art giant car drove two camps over to set up and people are really loving... Someone goes, doing it right. Someone goes, was so glad to watch this. Someone goes, oh, fuck yeah. Someone goes, I like this a lot. Somehow it won't make the news, but you know it's mostly the type of thing going on there right now. I love the, like, the media is lying. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, we're all, like, Dr. Deb was like, sure, there are some rich people, but most of the people here are just normal people trying to survive and most thrive. Most people here are just upper middle class. Yeah, most <laughs> people here make, uh, make over $500,000 a year. And get to afford after taxes taking off from childcare, um, their jobs, you know, school to just go LARP as an unhoused person on the playa for a week and two weeks. It's also expensive. Yeah, she kept saying Dr. Deb was like, <laughs> and I, God love Dr. I Deb. I hope she continues to burn every year. I want her oh, to keep going. Me too. I want everyone at Burning Man who goes, I don't want it to be over. No, I want it I to... want them to keep doing it. They will. This. They will. So but I, so we can laugh at them. Where there's a will, there's a burn. Mm-hmm. But she said, <laughs> she goes, I could burn tonight. Yeah. I could go out and build a fire and have burning. Oh, yeah. You can really. Oh, fuck what I've yeah. learned is you can burn anywhere. Yeah. I, I used to burn, you know, at 6 a.m. in a after party. And 
I'm ready to maybe I'll start a little fire somewhere and have a burn. Sure. Okay. Then you start like a huge citywide fire. (laughs) But she goes, she goes, uh, you're calling us all privileged, rich people. She goes, if you don't have the money, people complaining, I don't have the money to get out of there. She goes, there's low income housing here that you can live in. And there's like she's basically saying, like, go live in like a (laughs) like a barracks. She's basically some housing like where in Reno? She's saying or no in, 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 in the city. Black Rock City. She goes, There's like places for people who don't have a lot of money to go and like still be part of the experience. If you are like, low income and you're applying for low income housing in Black Rock City at Burning Man on the playa, you need to be put on a long <laughs> list of people who do not deserve government resources. <laughs> I you should not you're not low income. If you're using, if no, you know, say, but- I have no money, so, and I have no place to live. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend a lot, what little money I have to go to Burning Man. And thank God they have some low income housing. Do drugs. For me, a poor person. Well, yeah, that, I'm also just like the amount of money it takes to fly to Reno, drive there, gas money. You know, you're probably staying at a hotel like one night before the burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, probably got to stay at another one to come down from the like this is a full two-week thing people go to the like petite armitage in west hollywood and they like come down there for a week yeah like you're taking basically a month you're winding down till christmas I just you're can't... just like the hollywood execs that are starting have start, already started winding down for the holidays in september yeah you're winding down your year you're taking two you're, the month of september is gone i can't imagine prioritizing going to burning man financially when like you could just go to europe or go to any other country or just go to a nice you hotel know, man or just save your money or you just spend it. it on like a watch or something like that like the the fact that like you would willingly choose to spend money that way is just like not something i can relate to at this juncture in my life you don't get it you never did you're you know not a did, burner at heart to close you're out a festy you know who you know who did get out davina thank god love her she's a burner she's a hardcore burner what do people get out of it's just a place to like let your tits out a little bit i think it's really to me it reads very straight mm-hmm. and it's like for hetero people to go be like gay ethically non-monogamous aka go suck dick it's a place where <laughs> yeah it's a place for straight people who, like, bundle up all year, ha- get to go and, like, take their tit or dick out and just, like, be ethically be slutty. It's, I'm so crazy. I'm vibes. kooky. It's, I'm, for a week. She's so crazy. And then go back to their the lives. And then you go back to your life. And, like, resent your kids. That's what I think feels to me. I'm probably, people are going to be like, you're wrong, man. I feel like people darkly bring some of their kids to burning they them. do this dr depp has brought her kids since they were like toddlers yeah this is what i ha- have also noticed because i think there's a huge crossover of deadheads and burners yeah. i think there's like big venn diagram yeah. between the two but i'm always seeing these like wook types at dead shows that i'm like how do you live how are you affording any of this like you go you're camping at like every show you're selling your crystals on the lot like i think there are people that are uh, what you and i would classify as like homeless drifters who are just kind of banding together making and ends finding, meet. finding a different type of burn wherever they go yeah i think there's people who just 
they make ends meet as much as w- within whatever way they can just to like buy tickets to go see. I don't even think they buy tickets. I think they'd have a whole scam where they like kind of sneak in or like they do passbacks because then a lot of them end up on the floor. So many of them have like babies with them. I saw like someone walking around with a kid on her shoulders and the kid was holding her nitrous balloon for her. Like, I think that they- <laughs> let me just uh, tell, let damn. me tell you if the last night of dead and Co's final tour was any indication of like what the darkness of Burning Man could be. People were dropping like flies. I saw so many people just fully drop. To someone the- died at Burning Man. Someone's always dying. Yeah, burning. that's true. Someone's always, like, always running it. Yeah, like there's yeah. Uh, not to be callous, but like every year someone dies at Burning Man. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to be like some people are probably like this is how I want to go out. I think many of the b- people that run into the burn are that is their life goal to go out like that. What but if I'm I got just, really into Burning Man as a sober person. I love hearing when people really are like, "There's sober story. community there, man." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." You could start an AA camp at Burning Man. I could see. A different lifestyle. You get like fucking health and wellness. You're like smoothies, protein, like biohacker. You get fucking ripped. And then I get weird plastic surgery. You get a little bit of weird. Like your cheekbones get higher and your lips get a little bit bigger. And then you start dressing like Tarzan. And then you start like a sober. You're like cool sober guy. You start wearing like leather wrist cuffs Mm -hmm. and like silver rings and you start your sober burner community damn could be you you could link with davina on the playa you know who probably has gone to burning man aiden aiden totally has definitely burned cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The Contoured Pouch and Ball Caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist. And I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me, undies. 
Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, we're back. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Burning Man. They burned. They burned and they <laughs> did that. So we're obviously we're catching up. The season has ended, but because we were on hiatus, we're doing the last three episodes. So, yeah. so we, you're gonna get them this week, all this week. So we come up on you're Aiden. Welcome. You're welcome. Aiden walking into Che Diaz fuck pad, and there's a that fake CGI cityscape. It will never not be jarring to see Carrie in Mix Diaz's IKEA bed. Carrie in Hudson Yards. Uh, more Aiden, like Carrie in Long Island City. Aiden walks in and he's like. It's like, still smell like flight 265 from Norfolk, Virginia to Manhattan. <laughs> I really thought that we were going to get like a Carrie in Virginia mm-hmm. episode. We were robbed. And I was excited for that because I was like, surely if the other kids on the show are any indication, Aiden's brats are going to really put her through the ringer. But then they skipped all over that and just do like a brief. They do what they love to do on this show, which is skip over huge plot points and then just recap them via dialogue. Swaths of time. Aiden's like, hey, I uh, made good with the doorman. He finally gave me a salute. And Carrie goes, no, you can't reveal that we're here. I'm like, why are you? Co- what, you're going to go? 
Carrie's like, I'm going to have to be like Burning Man outside. <laughs> like, you're going to be Turned without a home. Street. She's going to be homeless. Okay. So she's like, you can't, we can't, no one can know that we're here. We can't unhouse. Not at this, not at this time. Yeah. She's like, we are not supposed to be here. We're here illegally. Airbnb. And Aiden's like, I can't not say hi. I'm a nice guy. That's all I want to do is say hi to people, Carrie. Aiden's spray tan is really freaking me out. Aiden's whole vibe. After this, I'm like, I don't want anything. You'll see. I'm not going to reveal what comes. You will see. I don't want anything to do with Aiden ever again after this season ever again I got into the next episode but there was a point we don't need to discuss it but I was like laughing at him I was like whatever he's doing is backfiring yeah and this is not for me but that's not for this discussion so Aiden's like hey Carrie he's like you know He's like, you were a big hit with my boys when you came to Virginia last week that we're not going to show now, but we we had a good trip there and you were there for like a week. You were there in Virginia for a week and my sons liked you, except for one son, Wyatt, who's a problem son, but you know that and that's why you have a weird relationship. He's calling me now because he has problems with me flying in the air. Say hi. And then Wyatt's like, I was tracking your flight and I was just like, I was like, okay, why does, why Why is is everyone, why is everyone's kid an incel? Everyone's son is neurodivergent they really need to look into like i'm like monsanto class action lawsuit <laughs> from these parents of neurodivergent children what is in no but all the boys what gmos are responsible for this between Wyatt and brady everyone is like they are a future mass shooter i don't understand what's the, going on the kids on this show like hateful is this like a, is he trying to make a point about privileged kids being like like, annoying and like kids who are so deeply like aware like they aren't is he trying to make a point about like how fucked does anyone in the writer's room have kids i don't think so maybe maybe not because the, the <laughs> casting of lily is like a 32 year old <laughs> they're like Sur- surely this is what a teenager looks like a sophomore in high school so then wyatt's like he's like hey so how to carrie and carrie's like hey wyatt and wyatt's like fuck you bitch and then he's like, Dad, I was tracking your plane. Glad you're there. Fuck you. Hate you. And then they hang up. And then he's like, isn't my son sweet? My little sweetie 14-year-old. God, I love him. God, I love this little boy. And then he strips he down goes, to his underwear. Everyone loves you. Wyatt. Solider. Solider and fucking Tate. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> Remember his Tate, his son Tate. I was like, you better say that his Sonder. fucking name. <laughs> Sonder. Tate. That's like how Malone he goes, Meeps. Dirty Bob. Cliff, like when, when <laughs> yeah, my son Sirloin loves you, my son Mignon. <laughs> Mignon. <laughs> and then he gets down to his tiny buddies and you see his big old dick, and then you hear his weird spray tan on the door, and they send in a little note saying, You guys have to get out. Carrie's serving body this entire episode. She is. She's doing some physical comedy and letting everyone know her story of her body. And I'm appreciative of that. She does have the best hits in the game. Seema. Wait, though, I have a question mm. for you. Would you rather be stuck on the playa or stuck in Che Diaz's Long Island City apartment, locked in, and you can't, you have no Wi-Fi because the walls are cinder Oh, I'd be on the playa. Because <laughs> at least there's people. Imagine being trapped, like somehow you've locked yourself in from the outside and everyone's gone for Labor Day weekend and you have no food and you're stuck in no. old Diaz's apartment. I would be on the playa. Yeah, I'd rather have trench foot on the playa as well. Because at least it's kind of like iconic. Yeah. Seema and 
the Marvel director are seeing a place with Ryan from Million Dollar Listing. Oh, was that like yeah, a... Yeah, a little cameo. I was like, God, this guy can't act. No, he was really bad. Now he should never him. act again. My sister saw him once on the street in New York. She went, hey, I know you from that show. And he went, yeah. And she goes, you're an asshole on that show. Uh, and he was like, don't believe everything you see. I was like, kind of proud of my sister. Yeah, I love that. Uh, this guy is Taika Watiti, but also isn't. Mm-hmm. They, and I wish it was. Seema's like, look at this amazing $40 million house that you can now afford because you're directing Marvel movies. And he's like on the phone being like, get me that deal. If It's, it's either the Sphinx or nothing. I was also like, this apartment looks like bad LA architecture. Yeah, it was really ugly uncharacteristic of Sima, and she's like hey bitch listen to me while i'm showing you a tour i'm giving you my time this is a great deal and you're like worrying about egypt and he's like he's like we're getting we might have the only chance in 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 the world oh this comes later actually i'm confused but he's like oh it's just big deals for this movie and she's like well what are you gonna do you're gonna take the house you're gonna fuck me she says i've showed you five apartments you haven't liked any of them. And he goes, well, if I had liked one of them, I wouldn't get to spend hot quality time with you, my love. And then she they goes, plow. I thought you only had, I thought you only directed action movies. And he goes, you want action? And then he fucking rapes her. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is unprofessional. Yeah. They fuck upstairs and then she comes down and I, he's like, just judgy, tell her I took the apartment. This judgy ass broker. He's like, well, everything we have to do to yes, get. Yes, you have to do what you got to do to get the job. Miranda and Brady are walking in Brooklyn and she's basically like, your job is beneath you and me. You flipping burgers at Scout and you need to go apply for a program in Costa Rica. I was like, honey, you're sleeping in like someone's music room. Yeah, while she fucks her hot trick. Like, why are you telling Brady? Brady. Brady. Brady's Ronald McDonald ass. She goes... (laughs) Dude, so you got any plans tonight? And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna pack up my gun and go fucking post up on top of a gas station and snipe some passers by. Son of Sam. <laughs> she's like, She wants him to go to Costa Rica. She's getting every day, she gets more worried that she's gonna, he's gonna murder her and Steve. I'm like, I don't think the thing to do for like a wayward school shooter son is to send them to Costa Rica. She goes, You can work on your Spanish. He's like, I like my job. I like working at a bar. Which I'm like, you know what? Let that him. Works for him. It's cheaper. He seems happier. Let him get... He needs to lease an apartment and figure his own damn life out. Yeah. Then he goes, you didn't figure out your life until you were, what, 57 years old? So give me another 30 years. And she goes... 38 years. 38 years. And she goes, you're right. Sorry. And I was like... You don't let him speak to you like that? Why does everyone let them their kids dom them? I would have slapped him right there in the street. Yeah. And been I like, like you're up. disowned. You're disowned. Never go, talk to me again. Go get go like find a place of your own. See if you like it. Yeah. Go go leave the brownstone you live in that's owned. And go find a place and you know, go find your own lease. I'd say I'm calling the police. I'm reporting you to the FBI tonight. I'd actually report him to the FBI. Have them swarm his room. Mm-hmm. Find Take his computer, find all his like guns stored under his bed, and then he can he can suffer the consequences of his actions. Speaking of cunt children, Charlotte walks in on her kids and Harry, and Harry's mad at her because he's like, "I'm doing everything around here." I hate Harry. I, I'm so done. I, I went from loving Harry to being like, "Can't stand you." He was so 
fun and charming in the original series. Like he was like a lovable guy. And I don't know who this skinny no. man is, but he's not Harry Goldenblatt. Everyone continues to be resentful. Lily's so mean, continues to be so mean to Charlotte. Rock is like ambivalent. Rock's and, cool. Mm, no, no, they're not. I like Rock. I think Rock is a little I'm, asshole. I'm radicalized by Rock. I would hang with Rock over Lily, but I don't like either of them. And Charlotte's like, hey, Lily, why don't you go hang with Brady in Brooklyn? And like, convince him you, to go to college. Why are you putting this on her? Is she younger than Brady? Yeah, she's two years younger. She's like, I haven't seen Brady she's since... sex trafficking her daughter to Bradel. Brady. <laughs> she's like, I haven't seen Brady since we went on that ski trip and he didn't leave his sleeping bag. When he, and I was like, what? Was he jerking off? Yeah, why was he in a sleeping bag? And and she goes, like, were you 14's camping? tough. I was like, what's going on? Brady's a freak. And Harry's, Do not let your daughter hang out with him alone. Harry's like, I hate that you work and do something with your life. Like, you need to come home and make my life easier. You're my servant. Charlotte's like, oh. Meanwhile... LTW is asleep in her closet. LTW is like doing heroin. <laughs> LTW is powering down. She's on opioids and like <laughs> nodding the fuck out. She's Westworld robot vibes and she has not become eligible for the system upgrade. So she's starting to like just power down every once in a while. Her husband comes in and he's like, he's like, bitch, get the fuck up. Why the fuck are you asleep? Are you asleep in here? And she's like, what? And he's like, you heard me. Make me dinner. Our daughter just ate cereal fuck you and then she's like i'm ty ty PB- pbs is making my pbs is making my show for 20 million dollars they're giving me 20 pbs is giving me 30 million dollars to write this one treatment and you look at it and it's like three paragraphs and i just fell asleep at the computer i go you're an npc we've never seen them exist in their apartment outside of that closet no. and their bedroom why is There's she wearing no- a coat inside I don't know. She's always wearing a coat. When she went to get on her, like, sleepy time clothes, she, like, puts on a gorgeous satin robe. She puts on a new outfit to go to sleep. I liked that, though. Naya, is it finally someone's fucking... Naya's getting... Naya's riding this hot-ass young guy who looks like Yanni (laughs) and is riding his dick really hard. And Miranda's in the other room, like, listening. I'm like, yeah, you're lecturing your child about getting his shit together when you're staying... You're I don't willingly understand. staying in here. Why don't you just get your own place, you freak? Also, it's kind of crazy that Naya is like just loudly, f- like being like, Wah! like next door. Like, yeah, your all... friend is next door. Mer- also, like, not. This I'm is what like, Miranda gets for me to and Carrie. Yeah, this is. This, this is, is karma. karma. Yeah. Also, Naya, I'm like, I kind of, I don't think, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but she's like, I can appreciate that she is complex in the way that it's like she's someone that would characteristically like have her shit extremely together for like the position that she's in and the work that she does but she's also like the messiest bitch on the show she also after they stop fucking she like doesn't know how the world works in many ways but then you're like wait you're like a columbia like tenured law professor they like come and then and then they're like, oh, that was good. And she goes, wow, you came faster than my pad thai. And I was just like, who knew you could order sex just like you can order pad thai on Postmates? I was like, oh. 
I know. Then she's like, and now we get to be on our phones next to each other and not have to pretend like we're not? Wow. Things get better and better. I was like, someone slapped some sense into this woman because, like, she just is not understanding. But also, I'm like, the last thing I want to hear after fucking is about pad thai. Sorry. I don't want... That would make me feel, like, weird. (laughs) Would you rather listen to Nia Wallace get pounded out for hours? (laughs) Or be stuck on the playa. I'd rather listen to Naya. I might go playa oh, in, okay. both ca- in both the case of Che's apartment and Naya's night. Speaking of Che, a V for Vendetta queer walks into the vet clinic with a box of kitties and goes, and they go, hey, where do I bring this box of kittens that I found? And and, and uh, the vet head clinic person is like, oh, you got to bring them up to... Take them to Street. the kitten store because I don't. We don't do that here. And I was like, "Not this." I said to myself, I "Not said, this." I'm I, not this storyline. I said I relate <laughs> to Jay giving up on their dreams. That's what I said in this time in this current climate. When you see yourself reflected in Che Diaz, you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You need to. You need lobotomy. Florence Pugh kind of looks at Che and is like, "Hey." <laughs> Has anyone ever told you that you look like that stand-up comedian, Che Diaz? Che Diaz is, like, the most famous stand-up comedian. Che Diaz is, like, Louis C.K. level fame. Why they are deciding... Richard Pryor. Why they're deciding to work at a vet clinic, that's on them, sweetie. Like, I said in previous episodes, Che could have started a podcast on Patreon and have been banking 50k a month easily at this level of fame that che is supposedly at or like stay in la and start dating like a famous person like a queer girl and like become like famous che's a sex fest che's only motivated by pussy che goes well what if i told you that that che was working at a vet clinic in hell's kitchen and then florence Pugh is like oh oh my god hey i really like your material doing any more and, and then Che's like mm, working have any on gigs a... have any gigs coming up soon yeah i've got a few gigs and then she's like cool i'll catch you at the next one and then flo pew leaves Che goes you know what leave these cats here i'll deal with them and then she takes a cat which i thought if someone did this to me i'd be like what the fuck are you doing bringing this animal into my house Che brings a kitty into Carrie's home and then so now Carrie's going to be a cat person, which is, this is so not Carrie. It's totally SJP because SJP is a big cat person. Okay. I'm not mad at the cat person storyline, really. Like, I think it's kind of cute and um, mm-hmm. it's fine. But I'm just like very, like, how are Che and Carrie like best friends I don't now? know. And then Che's like, this is good for you, Carrie. It'll bring out your maternal side and and then you see Che's laptop and it has like an inclusive pride flag on the back of it, like a little sticker. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So Aiden and Carrie. When you Carrie- see that on a comedian's laptop, you know they're about to be the, the funniest, funniest yeah. person you've the ever most, seen. You know, they're about to be the most famous comedian. <laughs> um, Aiden- Carrie goes, Carrie goes, what's this? You're doing stand up again? And the, just the delivery of it, I was like, Keep going with that. Tell yeah. Trey they need to go back to the vet office and like work their way up yeah. in the animal healthcare system. Uh Seema and the director go to Ravi. Ravi go to meet Aiden and Carrie for a double date. And then uh Aiden goes, Say, you're not the guy who directed Paul Kappa. And he's like, Yes, I am. Nepal like, uh something. Nepal Kapow. Kapow, Paul yeah, Nepal Kapow. 
So it's a, a big, fake, it's a fake movie. Yeah, it was like a big in this universe. It was a big Bollywood action movie that Aiden's kids are obsessed with. So then they like grow down, and Seema and Carrie are just like. I think Aiden kind of has dementia, but <laughs> he's still Alice. Like, he's still Alicing. Like there's sometimes where I'm like, this man is unwell. There was a TikTok I posted on when during our break when it said it was like a whole theory of why carrie has dementia (laughs) but i think that aiden actually does he gets like too excited about things and Mm -hmm. then he's like too emotional like he's like an unwell man who like can't control his emotions in his old age he's really weird he's really weird my mom goes i was talking to her earlier about aiden she goes stop crying yeah, he does need to stop crying and stop getting, like, so excited. He's too excitable. It's a sign of dementia. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that is, but I'm just saying You're it just is. saying it. It seems like it would be. Mario and Giuseppe going... Sylvester. That's what I call him. Sylvester? <laughs> Who? Giuseppe. Sylvester? Sylvester? Sylvester and Mario go on another date, and they're... Sebastian. Sebastian's walking Mario to the apartment door that he shared with stanford and he goes five dinners with no dick is not very gay which i was like that's a good line that was that was good yeah this felt like somewhat true i'm really unclear on sebastian's italian heritage like is he an italian actor or is he just doing is that american italian no i think he's i think he's american being in italy and i mean i granted i maybe i did actually hear a lot of italian speak english but like they didn't sound like giuseppe Giuseppe's his mother's from Buffalo, as we learn. Then why is he talking like that? Because he was raised in Italy. He's basically like, why? What's why the boundary? Are you rude? Why are you not letting us fuck? And Mario's like, I can't let you up there. I shared it with my ex. There's pictures of him. I'm just like freaked out. And then Giuseppe's like, you're weird, but I still want to fuck you, so I'm gonna continue this. He is weird though, because remember at their wedding, it was Mario who said was the one that was like, I want to fuck people all the time, so we have to have an open marriage. Forgot about that, too. And Stanford was like, okay. And he told Carrie that when she was wearing her little, like... Liza Minnelli. Witch in the woods crown. And she went... She went... (gasps) Um, I love Seema's TikTok dance that she does. Yeah, that was cute. She's basically like, I see Robbie talking to girlies on Insta all the time. Yeah. So how do I know he's not going to be, like, fucking around on me? Very Samantha and Richard coded. Mm-hmm. Wait, Carrie's new apartment? Insane. So chic. I know. It looks like French Quarter. It looks weird from the outside. It was very Nolens, <laughs> but then on the inside, it's amazing. gorgeous. She needs it. She does. She needs to get out of that place. Yeah, I, I also loved her outfit when she walked into her new apartment. I was like, she's back, ladies and gentlemen. I like that paint splattered coat and her big old mm. flowers and her chain. I was like, she's doing something now. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I need her to wear like something like messy Slutty. looking. No, I'm just like, I'm watching old Sex and the City again. Carrie just wore like skanky outfits. I know. That were like fucking chic though. I don't think she can. I think that someone pointed out, I think they said this on the Patreon, that she's the kind of person that like wouldn't be skank in older age. Not skank. I'm just talking about like she, like cool girl. But I think women of a certain age, yeah, that's true. like if you go cool girl, then you go like you start to look like Betsy Johnson or Dr. Deb. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha's still cool girl. But Carrie was wearing, I thought what she was wearing in Chadia's apartment was very 
Yeah. That was very Carrie Bradshaw, like see-through with underwear underneath, giving body. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. You accept it? Yeah, I wanted her to just wear like more like... She's in a little bit gay jail for you, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't like all the fascinators. I don't love like a little soldier coat and a poofy skirt. No. I that just don't think Carrie really would wear skirts is what wild. I'm saying. She wore like jeans. Jeans and a heel? Yeah, like Carol, she needs like jeans and a going like, out top. Like Carol Radswell. She would be like Carol. That's what I'm saying. Even though I'm, Carol's not my favorite person, but like. She's not cool anymore. She's not cool. But I think that's because she's too rich to be cool. Mm, Carol's rich as fuck. True. She's like $50 million. Okay. Yeah. Someone. I need an intervention on Carrie. I stand with Sam Joe. I stand with Kim. Patricia Field only. Or bust. And sorry to this other woman, but you're not. You're in gay jail as well. I just watched the episode that gets memed a lot where they're talking about how Carrie was Carrie was so messy knocking on windows of restaurants. <laughs> but, like, she just was so cool. Yeah. And she still got it like that, too. Like, the thing is, you could dress her up. in anything and it would look really good. But who am I? I'm not, like, a fashionista. But, I mean. But I know what. I that know what she would sweater, wear. though, I liked it. But yeah. sometimes I like a little... Sometimes, you know, this is a playa in me, is sometimes <laughs> I like to dress a little bit, a little bit street urchin. Well, speaking of street urchin, Miranda is... I just wrote, Miranda loves to crash with friends. Because <laughs> she, she, she goes... She imposes Carrie. her damn self. She's like, I'm going to come stay here, too. I was like, finally, you're in a good outfit. Why don't you go call Seema up and great. have her... Rent you an apartment, you old drunk. I want Miranda to start wearing more like Catherine Hepburn. She, she suits needs a Kathy and Hepburn like a, and like suit. a like a little stopwatch. Yeah. yeah, she needs a three piece suit on at all times. Little cl- little watch. Um, she looked amazing. Yeah, Miranda needs to just lean into like a full blown menswear moment. So she wakes up. Miranda should be trans in season three. Might happen. That would be really cool. It would. Miranda's like can't handle Nia's continuing to just get like dick the fuck down. So she, she's like, I gotta go shower at my brownstone, which she she could just be living in the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she walks in, and Lily's walking out wearing a shirt and from Brady's room. So Lily and Brady fucked. That seems also. T- there's so many like what? convenient lazy relationships in this show that it's like you can't you can't do anything but make all these people be friends and only hang out with each other and. All their kids only fuck each other. And the world is actually eight people large. Marina calls Charlotte from the Human Rights Watch, like, relaxation booth that they have there. And she's like, our kids are fucking. And Charlotte's like, "Mm, I don't think Lily likes incels. She goes, Brady is not even her type when they go to the SpawnCon Chipotle lunch. Wait, weird. I wrote, like, fanfic once. And when I wrote an article in the cut (laughs) about Sex in the City, and I said that, I imagine just like that, they would be eating at a Chipotle one time, speculating on Sam. You spirited this. I don't like that. I don't want, I never asked for any Chipotle. And mm, I'm This someone felt that, real to me. I'm someone that really loves Chipotle. This felt real to me. I'm sure it did. You imagined it no, in but your I'd like, heart of hearts Chipotle, years ago. Chipotle was like near the one year Union Square was like a spot. It was a spot where ladies would go. Mm-hmm. Ladies of a certain age would go to talk about their kids fucking. Mm-hmm. Miranda's it just like, seemed very much like a Chipotle ad. Like Chipotle yeah. paid HBO Max. Yeah. HBO Max is like, look, 
we need five million dollars to pay Kim Cattrall to shoot a scene. We're now taking bids from brands and we'll shoot an entire scene in here if you provide the funds. And Chipotle said, I I volunteers tribute. We volunteer and now our what, pinto and that's beans. how we got a full blown Chipotle spawn con scene. Yeah. And everyone that night went home with pinto beans. Yeah. Chipotle catered the set that day. Mm-hmm. Everyone ate and they were like Okay, in this scene, we want to make it really clear that we don't just have burritos or bowls. Mm-hmm. We want to make it really clear that we also have tacos. Yeah. And they're like, we got it. They're like, and that we employ like cool people that yeah. don't have time for these old white broads bullshit. And they got to keep the line moving. Charlotte and Harry are hosting a benefit. This whole. Her- I was like, why Herbs, are you doing this? Herb. Herbert. Herbert's campaign. Herbert he's TW. Com- he's a controller. A yeah, controller? I, what is the what is a controller? Couldn't ask me. Let's Google it. I'm forgetting this plot though. It's like Well, I think Harry just all of a sudden this was happening. I don't yeah. know. I was like, did he ever have anything to do or they they're just doing it because they're friends? He's a lawyer. Sorry. Um Harry's like the campaign manager. It comptroller is a high level executive that oversees the accounting tasks and financial reporting procedures of organizations. Okay. So that's it. It's so incredibly vague. That's a big, probably a big responsibility in New York though. It's like keeping an accounting of the city. Basically you're being like, to me that reads as like, that's rife for, uh, that's, embezzling. Oh, and also for bribery. Yeah. At like the highest point. Yeah. Uh, like, you're the most powerful person, and you are now trading in bribes 24-7. I just watched the John Slattery pissing controller episode, and so I was like, good. Carrie, you were messy for that. Yeah, but he did. But he that. did shame her. Wait, I would love for season three, Herbert and LTW become, like, extremely corrupt. Like, I would love it. I, Herbert's taking bribes, and LTW... Is like at first really put out by it, but then gets like sucked into like his Ozark. life of crime. Yeah. It and they go worse. like, yeah. And I could see them like she could be like mob boss. I know. Levels. Like she, Laura Linney and Laura Ozark, Linney. who became worse than Jason Bateman mm-hmm. or, or less had less morals. I want to see LTW go fully to the dark side and fucking turn New York into like Gotham City. <laughs> well, it's starting here at Harry at the uh, Goldblatt residence because this benefit is happening, and everyone is Harry's like everyone is here to see LTW. Like, where is she? She's late. Is she nodding out again? Herbert's like, yeah, she's having a struggle with black tar right now, but she'll be. But why is everyone like? Why, Why does she her- have to be there yeah. in order for him to say anything? I, I guess LCW is like the most famous woman in New York society. Mm-hmm. Which like, I believe Her presence it. is essential. Um, Anthony is like, Carrie's like, why don't you want to fuck Giuseppe? And he's like, because he's chasing me for a green card. I'm convinced. Also, Brady comes in with Miranda. And Charlotte is like awkward to him upon mm-hmm. greeting. And she's like... Lillian Rocker in the kitchen just ran over there and Brady goes yeah I know my way around and I was like you fucking clown get the fuck out of here continuing to talk to I'm sorry I feel like a I feel like a prude here but like I'm just like someone needs to send these kids away to wilderness honestly like they deserve it 
They have no, one, no decorum. No manners. Don't talk to your parents' friends like that. This is how children are, though, these days. They have no decorum, and every parent is like a fucking idiot to them. That's like their... I think that's... Miranda's like their godmother or something. Or Charlotte's the godmother or something crazy. But Carrie is Brady's godmother. Well, whatever. But, like, I would never... Like, if I talk to my Aunt Polly, my godmother, who's my one of my, my mom's, like, best friend from college, like this... I don't even talk to my mom's friends like that now. No! I still talk to them like I'm 10 years old. Can you imagine old. going over... Me going over to, like, my mom's friends, like, ladies, little margarita and burger hang. I know my way around. And them being like, oh, come on. I go... <laughs> I know my way around. Push past them. I could not. You would not even catch no. me in a blackout talking to people like that. So Victor Garber's there. Um, Larry Kasabian. And Harry's now convinced that he's trying to fuck Charlotte. And Charlotte's. I think she's like, he's gay. Because <laughs> Victor Garber's gay in real life. Yeah, but he likes blondes blondes but I'm i like, think he's like a serial player i thought he was gonna like hit on carrie and they were gonna have a little thing and i was like i could see that well they have this like kind of maudlin talk about big and this is where carrie goes full carrie o'donnell school of acting mm-hmm. he goes so how are you how what i learned from my marriages anyways have you been married before and she goes actually once no He's like, are you married now? She goes, not anymore. She goes, actually, no. It was a wonderful marriage to a wonderful man. It just ended far too soon. Excuse me. Well, nice meeting you. I'm going to, nice meeting you, Mark. I'm heading out. And then just goes, my name's Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was like, this woman is me. If you ask Carrie the wrong question, she will go seashells mode well so fast he goes are you married she goes not anymore and he goes was your divorce as acrimonious as mine and my she third goes, my third divorce and she goes we didn't divorce actually and he goes well that means that can only mean one thing that oh and she goes yes it was it was a wonderful marriage and i had a wonderful marriage to a wonderful man and then it ended far too soon and one day we were married and the next day we weren't well nice to meet you well gotta go i'm heading out she walks into she a wall. Away. Yeah. <laughs> and Blair Witch styles in the corner. She left the entire event. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Gotta go. When Carrie goes seashells, she has to excuse herself. She's heading out. LTW comes in. He's like, why are you fucking late again? She's like, sorry, I, I nodded out again while editing my documentary. Well, Shar and Miranda keep like spying on Bradel and Lily. And they... Are like watching them, watching them, and Miranda's like freaking out. She's like obsessed with Brady's sex life yeah. in a way that I'm like. Well, at one point, Charlotte's like, I don't need to know about them fucking. Like, yeah, I was having like, sex as a kid. Like, I don't want. You're a perv, Miranda. And Charlotte goes, I had a lot of sex my mother didn't know about. And I was like, wait, you were like a mega slut and your mom didn't know about it. We need to know more about this past. But like, I liked her setting Miranda straight. And Miranda's like, you're right. I need to go like unpack that with my therapist. Mm-hmm. So LTW swans in finally. And Herbert is like, bitch, where the fuck were you? Like, I've been here at my comptroller dinner and you're nowhere to be found. You're just sleeping again all over the place. What's going on? He you goes, passive aggressive bitch. And she goes, no, I'm pregnant. I was, like, I was shook in this moment. I was shook too. I was this like, is a twist that I truly whoa, didn't see coming. Brigitte Nielsen over here. <laughs> How old is she supposed to be? 
Like 55? I thought. 49? Anywhere from 45 to 60. I love it. She's 78. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up, what can't she do? No, I was like, God, this woman is on. She's on. She's on. So fertile. Well, then I remembered Samantha has that episode where she gets her period and she's still like her late 40s. So, yeah. You know, you never know. Then Carrie shows the apartment to Miranda and Charlotte. Or no, was that earlier? So. She's like, she gets a phone call and it's Aiden's wife. Oh, yeah. Aiden's wife called her when they were looking, when she was showing the girls her new, like, $57 million apartment that she's going to buy. And I was, like, in my head asking, does Rachel, from Rachel getting married, know about when Carrie and Aiden kissed in Abu Dhabi? And would it change a lot about her life if she knew about that indiscretion? Rosemary DeWitt? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Also, funny, Rosemary DeWitt is married to Ron Livingston, who played Burger. That's crazy. So, so she walks into like... She's like, you have to have coffee with me, please. And so they carry flounces in in another poofy skirt. I gagged when I saw Rosemary DeWitt because she's... You love her. Uh, she's a fucking... I think she's... She hung the moon. <laughs> I was happy for you when I saw that she was in I went, it. I said to myself, I go, he'll love this. I went, because oh, I just love her. And yeah. she's like, hey, Carrie, just here for a fabric convention because I work in fabrics. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so she knows Jill Zarin. <laughs> and she so says, I'm late for a meeting with Jill and Bobby, but first I wanted to bring you here to Bobby's tell you. Bobby's still alive in this universe. <laughs> yeah, Bobby is very much alive. She just don't hey. write about my dumb sons. She's like, hey, I know that you're like a famous writer and all, but like keep my sons out of your filthy books. Don't write like, any seashells novellas about my sons. Don't write about their lives. Don't use pseudonyms. Don't do anything. Act like they don't exist. I just don't want them in your book. And Carrie's like, oh, that's a tall order. To ask. <laughs> that's a tall order, Kathy, but I can try to keep their little shitty little mouths out of my book. And yeah. I'll, I, I, I'll honor I'll that. Do my very best. And then she goes, and I got to say something else. <sighs> Don't break Aiden's heart again. Because not only are you going to break his heart, my sons are involved now. And I went, damn, she's dragging Carrie's ass. Yeah, she came for her and in I go, her own damn city. Also, I go, is she wearing a kimono? She was wearing a robe of some sort. But I was like, fuck, she is. She's handy. dressed. She gets up. She's dressed like in full geisha. <laughs> she's dressed like full geisha cosplay, like Kyoto. And <laughs> you go there and you see like walking the street. She go. I was like, God, she is. And then she goes, Carrie goes, do I order here? Or is there a place I go up? And she goes, it's you go up to order at the cash register. That was me always in Italy, not knowing where I was, <laughs> where to order. Carrie went up like this. Carrie just got... Carrie just got, yeah, told. She got just told about what her next, like, career iteration will be. Mm -hmm. And Aiden's autistic sons will not be part of the narrative. There will be no seashells part two. So Aiden goes to the French quarters just to see the new place. And Carrie's like, well, it's for us. And also three, you know, occasional guests whenever they want to come up from Virginia talking about his sons. That's very kind of you. Very kind. And Aiden's like, his ungrateful ass is like, don't sell your place because of me, Carrie. Because this has to be your own decision. I was like, it is. You're getting mixed signals. Yeah. She's opening up her home and money to you and your 
shitty little sons. But doesn't he have a lot of money because he sold his stupid company to West Elm? Yeah, he's probably worth more than Big ever was. I doubt that. You watch your you hold you it's watch your mouth. mouth. So now it's revealed that Carrie is living in Gramercy Park. She's like, and we have a key to the park. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, you know, Gramercy Park has changed a lot over these years. From your old neighborhood. It's very different. I know you like that old neighborhood of yours. And she goes, I know. And then he's like. I just, I, just, I just kept going like this. I can't handle them. I was like, can you have some drama, please? He goes, she goes, your wife, Vicky, Kathy, told me not to hurt you. And he goes, God damn it. I don't ever talk about that bitch's boyfriends. I gotta have a fucking talk with her ass. And Carrie goes, no, don't. No, 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 no. No, no, please don't. Don't, don't please. No, please don't. And he don't. goes, get the fuck off me. I gotta go back to Virginia and beat some sense in there. And she goes, please, oh please. Don't oh, go on the, please. she goes, don't go on the choo-choo train. <laughs> don't take the Amtrak. He's like, I'm taking the Acela Express. He goes, look, Bradshaw. Look, Bradshaw, you stay here in this shit-ass apartment. I'll think about your proposition. I'm gonna hurt you sometimes. You're you're going to hurt me sometimes. That's just how it's got to be in the game of love. And sometimes some of us are going to cry. And that's just how it goes. But and I'm leaves. sure about this. And I'm sure about us. And now I'm going to go kill my bitumen ex-wife. <laughs> no. And she goes, no, please, please don't. And he goes, no, no. You won't write a word about this. <laughs> so then Carrie goes, oh, i got to make this decision soon. And she runs, take the apartment. She runs. She runs. <laughs> She runs up to the Upper East Side, aka the West Village, and her her random young fucking mess ass, crazy ass downstairs neighbor comes whirling out of the building. She goes, "Oh my God, Carrie! I was gonna." She goes, "I meant to talk to you. I gotta move out." The faggots that own it have been trying. They tell me I gotta pack up my shit and go. They're coming back from Mallorca. Carrie goes. Hey, little Gwendolyn, or whatever her name is. She goes, how are you? She goes, horrible, bad. Bad, so bad. Just the I'm gays like, I sublet from are coming back, and they're kicking me out goes, of the place. I'm terrible. terrible. I hate my gay landlords. My they're gay landlords back. are kicking me out. They're going to have to drag my corpse out of here. She goes, who would ever want, who would ever leave this place? I'm never going to find another place like it. She goes, well, well my Uber's here. i got to go. And runs off, and Carrie goes, hmm. And she goes, and just like that, I decided to sell the place. She goes, Seema, I'll take it. I want that apartment. And goes upstairs. I was also, I was just like, this messy, na- this neighbor has an Adderall addiction. Yeah. <laughs> the gays are coming back. She's not an ally. Mm. She's extremely homophobic. She is. Wait, I also realized that, so she's a jewelry designer yeah. by trade. But they're, the brand is actually a brand that I've been keeping my eye on for a while. It's called Ishi, and oh. they make really chic jewelry. I think it's like one guy, and he slash they, I don't know, are making like the chicest jewelry. Wow. It's very like I want it. seashells, but in a in a good way. I want it. Yeah. Well, guys. Stay tuned. Stay this tuned episode was two. a lot. It takes me literally like two nights to get through. I know. One it's episode. a two day affair to watch one episode. I get put to sleep immediately. <laughs> These episodes, they put me down. Wait. I start out excited and then I'm literally like lights out at 15 minutes in. Gird your loins because you know who's coming in from old Mary London. <laughs> Miss Jones herself. Guys, Hello. stay tuned. Goodbye. Goodbye. Let's read our cult members. Yeah. 
Goodbye to all that. Goodbye. Danielle McMillan. McMillan. Lady Swamp, which gives no fucks. Lady Swamp gives no fucks. Miles Atob. Miles Atob. Mary. Maisie McKearney. Maisie McKearney. Mike Earhart. Mike Earhart. Sharon Baum. Realtor. 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 Courtney Kesselman. 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 Claire, Carrie Whitmer. Carrie Whitmer. Carrie Whitmer. Owsley. Owsley. Mariah Kay. Mariah Kay. Kathy Mar- West. Cassie West. Rochelle Martino. Rochelle Martino. Kit Moore. Kit Moore. Nick Sedaris. Nick Sedaris. Emily. Emily. Kim Lucas. Kim Lucas. And Jeffrey Pratima. Pratima, Pratima, Pratima. Thank you so much for being cult members of this podcast. Guys, if you want to join the cult, you can on Patreon. Sex Unique Podcast on Patreon. You get every episode completely ad-free and weekly bonus episodes and a treasure trove of over 200 bonus episodes what more and did you want? every past episode also ad free in various collections it's such a curated place it's a lovely place it's a museum it is a museum go get go become a lifetime member just do it be on journal don't ask questions just bye goodbye hello goodbye enough 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 it's enough Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith Sabadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. <laughs>